there is a moment where I was like, yeah, what, you know, maybe we should just, maybe I should just try to enjoy this and not make it homework. Uh. <laughs> That's my goal for the show now is find enjoyment in this, you know, like okay. it feels like it. <laughs> like a therapist is like listen you're gonna have to go through this whether you like it or not well and and i think for for you dear listener coming off of listening to aaron's take on on part one you can kind of understand where where you're going i can kind of understand where you're coming from now uh given that you gave the the lowest rating of our informal rating of episodes uh i can see why you were like oh man dude it's hey. like a cub season you know like <laughs> oh great Oh no! Right? I'm just at the point. I'm just gonna make fun of the Cubs and just watch it out. Yeah. Well, and and in in that regard, we got forty only forty minutes in this episode. So you know that's the that's one takeaway. Thirty five too many. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. That's that's not. <laughs> I just I mean, wanted to just go ahead and just punch it in the gut. Uh, yeah. Guys. Is this the way? This is a Star Wars podcast. Andy and I nerds blame the show. I didn't do the intro in the first episode of this thing. I didn't do it right. Please no. rate, review, subscribe to this. Rate, review, subscribe to Andy's Venmo and stuff. Um, Andy, Andy, we're doing the show again. Yes, we are. Cause, cause, we have a show. Because Lucasfilm uh, is, is good enough to give us new content. I was excited yeah, about that. They were like, I actually heard that they were like, hey, Aaron and Andy haven't released any episodes in months. And totally. they're like, that can't be. And they're like, yeah, they're waiting for us to release a thing. Yeah, and they're like, and they're... let's throw together a Kenobi show real fast. Who cares what it's like? <laughs> They'll do something with it. And that's what happened. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is called Part Two. <laughs> and it's directed by Deborah Chow. Yeah. Who directed some great episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah. And uh, we do know that Deborah Chow will direct all six parts. So I did not mention that in the earlier episode. That's fine. That was called part one. It was also directed by Deborah Chow. <laughs> I would like to just keep doing that because that's what we would do in our for our other stuff. Totally. I wanted I, I wanted to be part of part of the format. We can make it part Absolutely. of the format. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to do any spoilers, but I think next episode is going to be called part three. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, leaks <laughs> we don't normally yeah. we don't normally cover leaks on this show <laughs> yeah we normally don't do the whole hey let's tell the future uh, we don't, we're not in the fortune telling business no no prognostication <laughs> by the way i would like to officially announce that this show is no longer a top gun podcast <laughs> okay i i think there's some folks that were uh were listening with trepidation that we had in fact turned over and it was going to be all Maverick all the time. Yeah. Talk to me. Goose had one episode covered one episode of Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it... Yes. Okay. This episode starts with the transport arriving on a uh, Dayu. Yes. Dayu. Dayu, which looks like Tokyo or Blade Runner. Yeah. But definitely also, like hong kong underworld i don't know how much rick and morty you watched i don't watch it like very very little like you it know, looks so much like rick and morty when they go to the airport and they're in the pilot oh wow and there's a lot of things where like they like run off into the street for a second and like see a creature that's like Ugh. and that happens a ton in this episode and that happens a ton in rick and morty 
It almost oh, felt funny. like Star Wars was referencing Rick and Morty to me. Um, but also, I do appreciate that there is this kind of city in Star Wars. Yeah. There should be. Um, but it does. It's very Blade Runnery. The first thing right out of the gate, which I love because I was thinking this the entire time in between Book of Boba Fett and this show, is there's a lot of ways to get uh, Tamora Morrison yeah. to do a cameo because he's been cloned so much. Totally. And so we get that right out of the gate in this episode. Yes. Kenobi runs across a clone trooper in his 501 armor. Yes. Long beard. We get all that veteran spare any change feeling. And plus, because, you know, like in real life, they were like, ah, it's a cameo of an actor we now love more than ever. Well, we already makes- loved him, but now we love him more than ever. Well, the the thing too here that I, I thought was a nice callback to uh to the to the gosh second season no yes yeah, second season of Mando uh you know how many times I've heard that voice from Bo Katan you hear yeah, exactly. you hear Tim and you hear the clone trooper voice before you see him and I thought that was really kind of a nice uh, bit there right where you get a little bit of that nice sound design and you're like oh wow like and so. I think a lot of people were really hoping for a cameo from like Commander Cody or Captain Rex, but this I thought was a um, really nice little bit of that. And then the reveal of showing him in the 501st armor, having started part one at Order 66, I thought was yeah. a really chilling kind of a, a piece here to throw into that. Yeah, they have the same problem with their veterans that we do here in America. We don't yeah. have to do with them. That's and that's you know, and some of them are broken. Super sad. Uh, yeah, yeah, super that's... sad. And so we get that moment. We get him running into uh, Obi Wan runs into a spice dealer. Yes, played by his daughter. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. Not only that, uh, she delivers the line, "I used to be someone's daughter once," which I yes. thought was even more, uh, even more interesting for that. And then she turns to the camera with finger guns and goes. Take that, Andy and Aaron. Put that in your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> she offers Obi-Wan three different kinds of spice, by the way. Kessel Pure, uh, Glitter Stim, and Felucian. Uh, so I thought that was a... Uh, so for those those that have seen Solo, Kessel is where spice is mined from. Uh, in Book of Boba Fett, when Cobb Vance gets shot, they're running and trying to get him stims. So glitter stim, I think, is uh, is that's what the stim and glitter stim is referencing. Uh, stims are also, I think, in Fallen Order, the video game, and uh, a couple other of the video games overall. And then Felucia appears in um, in Revenge of the Sith, a very colorful planet, um, and then a bunch in Clone Wars. Oh, yes, yeah, so where that girl dies. Yep. Yeah, Arya's. Um, uh, what's her name? Aleia, uh, the Jedi Aleia. I can't. Alea I was Sakura. trying to remember the other night for trivia. Yeah, Aleia. Aleia Sakura, I think. I was trying to throw out more names of people who had lightsabers, and I was like, uh, I can picture her, and I don't know her name. You know, yeah. you just you got to go through the motions. Totally. And so she gives him a little free spice. Yes, this one's on which, the house. Of course. I've watched too much TV and I'm like, that's going to come back later. You know, like, so I was like, all right, that's going to be fun to know that 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 is kind of with them. And then, of course, there's like this, hey, Mr. Moment where a kid's like, hey, looking for a Jedi? I know a Jedi. I can show you a Jedi. Yeah. And I was like, I can can help you. Interesting. And then uh, we 
get this shot of Kamel Nanjiani. Yes. Did not realize he was going to be in Star Wars. Yeah, he he was like he he had been leaked. And so there was a lot of folks who were trying to figure out, like, how in the heck is he going to get incorporated? And and so uh, or, or his participation has been leaked. There's you know, there's a few people we haven't seen yet still that have been attached to the show. But it was one of those things where it was I was curious how soon we would find out. And we find out that he's uh, he's Haja Estri uh, is, is, is his name in this. So and he's he's good. They, they yeah. incorporate him well. He is conning a, a, a mom and her son. He says he's going to take them to uh, what is Corellia. Han Solo's planet? Yeah, yeah Corellia. Corellia. Yep. So yeah, he's going to take them there. We're like, oh, cool. Han Solo planet reference. Yep. And he's pretending to be a Jedi. So it also, but because he's a comic and stuff, it kind of plays a little bit like Bill Murray when he's doing the, the card yes. trick con man thing in the beginning of Ghostbusters. Totally. It's like, uh, I see three squiggly lines. I'm sorry. No, you know, like, <laughs> so like that was kind of like the feel of the scene. So Kamel plays it very well. We're pretending to be a Jedi. Like, oh, yes, I'm very strong on the force. You know, like, and yeah, and the con really man good. thing really, you, you realize, and I don't think we've ever seen anybody trying to con the idea that they are a Jedi, but, you know, using How remotes early did you and magnets. Out that it was a con. Uh, immediately. Because when when he closed when he closed the thing, well, uh, you know, like when he he starts out, he close, you know, he does like the he he, it was show, uh, it was like a it was like a show prop kind of actions, right? They weren't yeah, nest they weren't necessary, um, and so I was like, okay, well, and it was you, cockier than a Jedi, Jedi yeah, that's a good point. Have that, and there yeah. is like this whole like when he was like, oh, don't be alarmed, I'm inside your brain with yes. my Jedi mind powers. You're like. Yeah, this is not very Jedi, you yeah. know, because we've all seen the Jedi mind powers. They just go, we're going, you're, you're taking these two people. Like, we're taking those two people. You know, like, that would yeah. be it. There's yeah. no, like, oh, here's the conversation we have to put the show on. But the beauty here. You know that there are other people were in on it, you know? Yeah. Like, I was able to, like, pinch how in on it they all were. And you're like, oh, to the point that I did not realize so fast that the little kid was in on it, too. Oh, do you, yeah, the 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 kid, the mom's kid that was going to Corellia, you think? No, 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 no. The little kid that was like, I know a Jedi. I can take it oh, yeah, Jedi. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah. he was in on it. I thought he was like still trying to hook him up. And then like after the end of the scene, I was like, oh, no, wait, no, that kid's no. totally in on the, the take. Yeah. too. Yeah, they're That's all in on the take. Way. Yeah, no, I thought yeah, it was. So- I thought the tells were good, right? Because even if you have a younger viewer, they're going to know that's not a Jedi. That's not how a Jedi acts. So even, you know, even a, you know, even a nine-year-old tween is going to pick up on what, what's going on there. And I thought that was kind of a, like, it was done well enough that, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is, this guy's not, he's totally taking advantage of, he's a con man. This is all sham. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You only credits. Not a very Jedi move. And so then Obi-Wan confronts him. He's like, hey, you're faking this. Don't do this. And the guy can immediately sort of tell that like Obi-Wan's like the real deal Jedi. Well, and it's, what's interesting he was about that is definitely like, scared. That was, I mean, there's no doubt there, right? Yeah, but it was also like, oh, has this guy never actually even really encountered a real Jedi? Yeah, I don't know. And so you're just like, oh, this is real kind of interesting. And then, um, and then Obi-Wan notices there's like a spice lab uh, alien exit to a building and goes towards it with this key and this mask and a lab coat. Yeah, so he, which I didn't realize we we're gonna get so spy-like in this. 
no totally and you know he, he kind of says something to the effect of you know like there's i know there's a place or i know the place you need to get to but you'll never be able to get in and yeah. thanks to you know this uh this alien who's like basically taking a break from the spice lab um is he he manages to coax what he needs to be able to gain entry yeah it gets in that back hallway where they're like what are you doing you know like and he was like ah and like throws the spice on the ground that he got from earlier and you're like it came back I yeah and you're like there back. it is it hey, i thought it would but it was also like i never thought of it as something like a like a pepper bomb sort of scenario either yeah well and then it could he could use it to sort of incapacitate people and so i thought that was yeah. an interesting and you know gives everybody a contact high basically for sure and then he finds a way to like where there are kind of prison rooms yeah and we think he immediately finds leia but no it's not it's a fake uh thing that's just set up to look like it's leia yes and so we're like oh they were expecting him and let him down here the whole time and then of course we get flea who's now back yes uh and so flea and his crew of well, nihilists he incapacitates the flea and uh, there's a there's a, a, a Nikto who we know Nikto is for kidnapping children and they kidnapped Grogu and they're also uh, the biker, you know, the same alien biker uh, species from Book of Boba Fett. And then there's yeah. a Feline. That's the green, uh, the green skinned uh, hench person uh, that's uh, that's there as well. And so people that know about Shadows of the Empire, um, Prince Shizor, who is also another um, member of the underworld, was that species. So um, but yeah, so he he uses the the spice to get them out of uh, to to get out of commission from them, escapes that trap. But we find out oh, yeah, in they that, announced that it was a trap. I was like, yes. oh my God, we got you. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. He gets out of it. A little bit of fist fighting in there, too. Yes. Which I don't think I've ever seen a Jedi fist fight. Yeah. And you notice the the when he punches, he actually he actually can hurt. see it hurts yeah. his hands. Yeah, exactly. He's like he's not prepared for all the punching he's going to have to be doing. And yeah, it was really interesting to watch that because also the whole thing I was like, but Jedi's kind of cunningly just move out of things or ways yeah. without so much direct conflict like a punch. Yes. But uh, that was what was needed in this situation. So yeah, so he uses the spice, gets out of there, and he finally finds where Leia's being held. And she's like, I don't know who you are. Yeah. You know, like, so well, I she's... Love I love that she attacks him on the way in, uh, you know, like the, that she's managed yeah. to get loose uh, and she attacks him on the way in. And then, you know, it's like, who the heck are you? Right. Well, the line I love that she says is where's my arm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, my dad sent one man. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. My dad is an army. My dad will send an army for me. Yes. Unaware that this man is better than an army. Yeah. 100 percent. i mean because if you're gonna need someone to go in and grab this one girl you can't you gotta do something a little more stealth yeah and we get kind of like the uh breaking bad meets assassin's creed uh you know sequence right here in like you have to go in and you know rescue rescue the princess so i definitely uh appreciated the the sort of that sequence this whole little sequence there yeah and of course in the first episode we established how much you is not going to use the force or the jedi teachings yes but still trying to complete his mission despite giving himself those limitations because she's like hey prove to me you're a jedi if you're a jedi yeah exactly and he's like oh yeah no 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 if i do that the other four sensitive things that are 
after me, these inquisitors that she knows nothing about yet will be notified of that immediately. They can feel that. So they have no idea that all this is being in play as they're taking the girl out of the scenario and trying to save her. You know, like, isn't he a little short to be a stormtrooper? You know, like, it's very much like... We're getting the first feel of her getting out of the scenario, which also might show why she was still cocky and kind of calm in that yes. moment where she's getting broken out of the death star. Like, oh, you think I've been kidnapped and rescued before? Yeah, this is not my Don't first rodeo. Right? This is the first time you're saving someone. It doesn't mean it's the first time being saved. Well, and I love too that we get this juxtaposition of Obi Wan being on the other end of you know, like so. Here, here he is, and Leia is quick enough and smart enough to not believe that he's a Jedi. Where the family, the mother and the and the son who are trying to go to Corellia, are quick to believe that Haja is a Jedi, and so we yeah. get this like kind of you know sort of uh, piece there. And I, I think that at least for us as a viewer, like we're trying to see that that Leia is sort of ahead of the curve um, as far as as far as her perception and and being able to read into what's going on. Yeah, again, as a viewer, I'm mad because I don't like watching a little kid be the smartest one in the room. Yeah. yeah. But also, I completely understand how it's completely necessary for this character, and this character is supposed to be the smartest one in the room. Yeah. No, that's... it's nerve wracking. It's like watching a Nickelodeon show where the kid gets all the good lines. <laughs> and you're like, kids aren't that witty, right? But at the same time, you're like, <laughs> she's going to grow up to be a teenage senator. Chill, Aaron. Chill. I don't like this actress, I guess. I guess I just don't like this actress. <laughs> Maybe to that's the point it. that it affects me, Andy. Yeah, and it all it clearly does. Uh quick, quick little eagle eye for uh dear dear viewer who knows Sabak. We mentioned Sabak earlier. Uh, as they exit, the bottom of the neon sign is actually five Sabak cards. And that was what I was joking about earlier, that I was trying to figure out what that Sabak hand was. Um, so you know, Royal like, Flush? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. It may be. But uh, but yeah, so you know, we we basically have you know Obi Wan and and Leia and and pugnacious pain in the neck Leia uh, out and about trying to keep a low profile. Yeah, and so now we get to the Inquisitors arguing amongst themselves, which yeah. is a real tell. We get to find out a lot more about their dynamic, where they're like, "Hey, Riva, you can't just kidnap a senator's daughter to get to Kenobi. If this fails, yes. you have put us in this terrible position." This is totally. not in the better interest of anyone except for yourself because you're obsessed with Kenobi and not obsessed with what we're actually doing, which is about a much greater capturing of Jedis, not just trying to get the one. But she's like, oh, no, but I found out that there's an Organa Kenobi connection and I want to abuse it to try to get to this prize I've been trying to get to. And then uh, we're told that she's the least of them. She is the one that is the lowest ranking. Yes. Which is interesting because they're following her, like she's taking them on this, these missions to these planets as yeah. the lowest ranking. You think there would be no way that she would be able to get such cold, but she's also so crazy in these actions. You know, got a senator's daughter kidnapped. You're like, well, we're not not going to this planet now. You know, like we have yeah. to. Well, in, we in have essence, to see this through. You can't just leave the senator's daughter just on a random planet and not go through with it. Totally. And so they, I think there's a little bit of uh, Mr. Wolf, like pretty pleased with sugar on top. We got to clean up this mess. Mm -hmm. um, the interesting thing I thought was 
um, a little bit of the way that they're like, you can't kidnap a, a senator's kid, right? Um, now, mm-hmm. just just so folks understand that, that if they haven't watched Clone Wars, kidnapping children is okay, uh, according to Sidious, <laughs> because Sidious was kidnapping uh, for sensitive kids. And that's part of how some mm-hmm. of the the inquisitors probably had got into being inquisitors. They may that's have just been separate- standard inquisitor. Uh, behavior. Well, well, I don't know if it's standard Inquisitor behavior, but the uh, Darth Sidious or Palpatine is not above that, right? And so I thought it was like kind of interesting. <laughs> I thought it was kind of an interesting thing where I was like, the Grand Inquisitor is like, hey, 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 we don't kidnap a senator's yeah. kid, um, but you know, like, and so there's there's this like sort of moral high ground that the Grand Inquisitor seems to be putting uh, the the sort of Inquisitorious on. Yeah. But a eh, little, little, you know, it's a little dodgy. Also, if you know, is we know that she's trying to get Darth Vader's attention. We know that yes. she really wants to become in with Darth Vader. And, and so there is like, hey, there's no better way to get in with Darth Vader than to bring him Ben Kenobi. Totally. And then so we and she's we, aware of that. We're not aware that she's aware of that yet, but she is. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead of the episode. No, no, and, and I'm I I'll, I was also on the edge of so we didn't point out in the flashback in Order sixty six that the 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 pull forward and the highlight of the of the Padawan in there is a Padawan who looks like it could have been Riva. So we have this moment where uh, the Grand Inquisitor says you're the least of us, and we found you in the gutter. So um, so there's some implication of. Okay, they showed us this. Uh, they showed us this flashback to Order sixty six, and so now we get some maybe hints at how Riva ends up to be amongst the Inquisitors. Um, and I thought that, that, but this was the first kind of moment of her not being up to snuff in comparison to mm-hmm. the fifth brother and the fourth oh, yeah, she's sister. So badass and all this. So I had no idea that she was the lowest of any. But I mean, yeah, all of the Inquisitors are pretty badass. And they do come from some sort of Jedi training background that we're trying yeah. to figure out. That riddle is still completely out there. None of it, the pieces are really put together. Totally. Because everything I read about that, I was trying to find more on that. And all of it is still like, well, we think this, we think that. Yeah. And we don't confirm or any of that stuff until it's confirmed in the show. Totally. And, you know, the comics are canon. And a lot yep. of our a lot of our listeners have liked to Thank point that out. Comments. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in our reviews. So we are acknowledging the comments are, are or the comics are canon in this regard. But I don't think the comment or the comics have really given us an appropriate sort of um, view into the inner workings of how Vader's operating. Um, yeah. You know, in, and so uh, there is a murkiness to how and why they do what they're doing. And so this is just a little bit of a, another further window into the infighting amongst the group. So we get basically sure. like, you know, nice work uh, creating or nice work flushing out a Jedi, but you also did it creating a mess. Now stand down and we're going to clean up the mess. Yeah, but she also is now aware that there's Kenobis on this planet. So she puts yep. out a bounty on them. And we get to yes. see all the bounty pucks show up with all the Kenobi faces, which is cool. And I was like, oh, neat. I get yeah. to watch the prequel world and the Mandalorian world kind of touch each other a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And so Bounty Hunter's just coming out of the woodworks. He's punching them. You know, Princess Leia's like, wait, what? Yeah. Are you sure you're not getting me killed by doing this? You know, like, totally. we're not totally sure you're not a Jedi, but I'm totally sure I'm in danger. You know, like, and so they get all of that happening. They take it up to the roofs. We get a little parkour scene as we do in Star Wars now. 
Yeah. Actually, yeah, parkour. Fennec Shan gave us a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where I find it really interesting because now Obi-Wan is using a blaster, not using yes. a blaster. He's using it on all these different like rooftops. And there's that one uh, jack droid that was in yes. the trailer. And yes. it was, I read all these rumors that he was going to become a Sith bounty hunter droid. And I was like, what? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. But now that we see the episode in context, you're like, oh no, he's just being a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a throw, he's a throwaway thing. bounty hunter, right? Yeah, he yeah, does look. Also, the- it is a great shot, so I understand putting it in the trailer. Yeah, I mean, and it was cool, and you've got a droid, a bounty hunter droid, dual wielding, right? We love that IG11. Yep. Um, but there was a lot of folks that thought this might be the another live action appearance of four of Forlom. Forlom's amongst the bounty hunters that Vader uses. Uh, to try to track down um, Han and yeah, Leia, he's in right? That one scene in Empire. Yeah, and so he's he's meant to be like a sort of Zuckus's partner, um, and and so anyway, we we at least know from Wikipedia the Wikipedia edits and the descriptive audio, it's not Forlom. So, mm-hmm. um, but but uh, he's a similar style droid, and at least is identified as like a, a one Jack droid. So I don't I don't know the background on that name quite yet, but we get this like interesting firefight um for the prequel fans you, we know that uh obi-wan considers a blaster to be kind of the the low end of of weapons right and clumsy clumsy and random and uh and you know not but at all civilized he doesn't want to use his lightsaber despite totally. the fact that he's wielding it exactly even leia noticed and she's like well then use your you have a lightsaber use it yeah like, no no we can't bring that kind of attention to ourselves totally and so she's the whole time goading him to using the force and it gets to the point where she does a parkour jump she can't make, no. which I thought he was just going to sort of lift her up like to the level he yes. needed. But instead, like she's holding on for dear life, can't hold on. And he hasn't used the force in so long. He's rusty at it. And I yeah. realize you can get rusty at the force. Well, and this is a call. This is a little bit of a call to Luke in uh, Last Jedi, where Ray right. says, you've shut yourself off to the force. Uh, and yeah. so I, I think that maybe we're yeah. no, trying to link a little thesis is to shut yourself off. And so yeah. he did, but he was able to get enough force back to be able to drop her down safely. Yes. Sort of. It was almost Spider-Man-esque in her falling and then him being like, oh, wait a second. We're going to that last four feet. We're going to make a little gingerly. Yeah. Which so was a little enough, bit of a he did ask specifically to float. Yes, she did ask to float, and he delivered. Right, that's a the sign of he a delivered. good uh, a good uncle, good to. Uh, you know, I did yeah, I did exactly. get you to float. <laughs> and so all of a sudden, there's no more like, oh, maybe he is a Jedi. It's like, oh no, he's a Jedi, but it's also like, like we have used the Force now. So now everything's confirmed. We have all the pucks with my face on it. We have them feeling me using the Force. They have they're in the ports. We can see them guarding it. And yes, Kumail shows up and he's like hey i want to help you and like why would we want you to well haja haja or camille uh but haja haja sees obi-wan reach down and save Mm -hmm. her so there's there's a sequence and it's like it's kind of lost in the cuts and it's dark but there's a sequence where you see that he sees that sort of deal and that's when he 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 realizes in the alley as well they meet up in the alley and he's like i want to help you there's a ship up here that you can take to get off the planet but you're not going to be able to get through these ports yes it's fully automated 
Yeah, which of course Obi Wan's like, why would I trust you? And he's like, you don't have a choice. You can't go that way. And so yeah. they're like, well, touche. So they go the way he, that uh, Haji says, Haja. Haja. Haja hands him. Uh, hand, Haja hands him a code cylinder for them to operate the ship, and he hands them a balance Sabrak card. So, and that has the coordinates for wherever they're headed. So I think he makes reference to, it's the first appearance of this, at least in Wikipedia, um, of a place called um, Mapuzo. And he says, and, and then the other notion here, we talked about how alone it must, must or how alone Obi-Wan must feel. Haja says to him, you're not alone. So Ooh. I thought that was a interesting bit. And so we get a, the potential here of, of, beyond Haja being a con man that he might actually have some connections. Yeah. Well, I mean, he definitely does on that planet. All yeah. con men have some kind of connections. And so there is some use and uh, Leia gave a little bit of wisdom. Hey, if you only have one way and it's hell go yeah. towards it, you know, like, totally. Well, you're denying our only choice just because you don't like this person doesn't make sense. And so which he does mention, he's like, you're a little too smart for a kid. And I'm like, that's right, she is. I'm on Obi-Wan's side. So they go towards that ship, and that's when we meet another uh, Grand Inquisitor again. The Grand Inquisitor gets in the face of Riva. Well, well, actually, we see the Grand Inquisitor kill, uh, we see the Grand Inquisitor kill um, Flea. So mm. uh, Flea's done. We won't see Flea again, probably, which is a little bit of a bummer. Um, and then we get, uh, and then we get Riva tailing them to the cargo port. Yeah. So uh, that's like after this, you know, there's this exchange where we get, um, we get Leia acting like Padme. So we get this kind of, I'm, I'm a 10 year old and I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to set you up for, for star Wars, stranger things where, yeah, where... but I also was like, Leia doesn't act like Padme. Leia acts yeah. like Leia. Padme acts like Padme. There's not a lot of similarities especially the way that this Leia is being playing yeah. herself. She's playing herself like Leia, not very much like Padme at all. So when he yeah. said that, I was like, ah, I don't see that, but I but guess I, we need to, don't we? Yeah. Ugh. Well, Padme was in the, um, Padme was in the, the recap, man. So it has to be, but no, I, you know, I, Hey, you, I think this is one of those things too, where even in what you said is actually part of the curse of, of family, right. To a certain extent, uh, yeah. where you're going to get compared to uh, you're going to get compared to members of your family. Even if you are, if, even if Leia is being distinctively Leia, uh, it's yeah. not going to be seen as Leia until you know much later. I did like the, uh, the you're so stubborn and I'm not uh, exchange. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, there's there, I did take it the way that you were taking it too of, of, you know, this is Leia being Leia. Like if anything, mm -hmm. it's, you know, somebody basically trying to get, uh, a 10 year old to act in the way that Carrie Fisher did, which is what you're basically saying in, in part one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And so we get Reba who's tailing them and uh, she's met up with the grand inquisitor. Yes. They have a confrontation where he's like, I don't like the way you're going about this. And she just out of nowhere, coldly just kills the guy. Yeah. That's I well, thought he was going to be like the main villain eventually. Yeah. He's like, Oh no. And he's, so we get to this point where it's like, oh, she's going to now sort of promote herself by killing the people that she, that are above her that aren't agreeing well, with her ways at this point. It's Star Wars. Dead people aren't always dead. 
Right. That is true. And these we people had are force sensitive and I've shown any of this. And I'm really curious to see how all of this plays out. Yes. We don't know if it's going to be a ghost or there's a revival. People do come back. There's yes. also the idea that I was reading that the Grand Inquisitor that we've seen in Rebels is a different Grand Inquisitor that just has the same title and sort sort of the same name because yeah. they don't look in anything the same, alike. I mean, I know they have similar the same, on the forehead, but I was just going to say in the same tattoos and the same backstory and <laughs> for sure. But yeah, but also Star Wars is so much better at casting than what they did with this. Yeah, no, no. It, it it's You're like like the facial parts aren't the same, but there's who's to say that all Grand Inquisitors don't get those tattoos. You know, no, like, that's true. So that's true. Or like the way like people in the military get their stripes. Maybe that's part of that. I don't yeah. know. It, and it so you're be. like, oh, this it, this opens up a lot of questions that will be very interesting to watch get answered over the next couple episodes, or even some that just don't infer maybe another series. Yeah. Um, but this one Reva gets to be interesting, and she starts to yell at Kenobi, who she knows can hear her. Yes. And can confirm to him that. Uh, she knows who he is she knows who darth vader is and she knows that darth vader is anakin and she knows that yes. anakin's still alive and it's very interesting to say anakin's still alive instead of darth vader's alive yes you know because i don't feel like anakin views darth vader as anakin but she does and she's aware that they come from the same body and let's all that be known and so we get to watch obi-wan realize i'm going to have to i i have to I'm, i have to face vader again yeah, well, it, it's just the the shock that that Anakin survived, right? So yeah, exactly. You know, the, yeah, the the nightmares of earlier of watching his friend burn to death is not to death, which is a different nightmare entirely. Yes, and and I think um, I had seen at least, and then I had at least a one sort of text message exchange with a friend who made some comment about you know Vader the Vader Anakin, the way that was handled. Right. And, and so in, in revenge of the Sith, you know, Obi-Wan does see the video fo footage of Palpatine calling Anakin Vader and then telling yeah. him to rise. And basically you sort of like accepting him as his Sith apprentice, like the dark side turn uh, is on video. And so yeah. if, if Obi-Wan saw it, and we know Riva has been in the archives. There's a possibility that Riva knows it because of the archives. Yeah, there's, uh, we don't know how she knows it, but she knows it. She's confirmed totally. that she knows it. She gets yeah. it. We'll At least figure out how much research she's done before. She did enough to know that the Organas and Kenobi are connected, and now she's also done enough to know that all of the Kenobi, Anakin, Darth Vader stuff. And so he's. I mean, I don't want to say like white in the face, but he's or like that pale, you know, like he, he but, he's, he's pale. Yeah, no, like, he's scared. He's scared. He's not comfortable. Does not like what he's hearing. He's facing all of these realities at this moment. that He was not really sure of until now. And then, boom, we cut to the reason they released two episodes. Yes. We cut to Vader's face in the back, back of the tank. And we're like, here we go. Yep. This is what we need. So. That saves grace for me to be like, good, let's get to the meat of this. But I still don't think yeah. we get to the meat of it. But that's where the episode ends, which is a great ending. It makes me very excited for next week. Maybe next week I could be uh, rating these episodes better. <laughs> well, uh, so so really quick, um, 
I think that with the reveal um, that she knows Anakin, I think the other the other explanation or the other thing that is interesting now showing the Order sixty six means that Riva may when they say they're going to run and they're going to try to escape the Padawans, uh, Riva may so Riva may have made it or. Riva was actually saved and taken on by Anakin. Uh, I don't think that's yeah. the case because we talk, you know, we hear the Inquisitor, a uh, Grand Inquisitor, talk about her being. Uh, they found her in the gutter, uh, so I don't. I don't think that's where we're we're headed necessarily. I don't know how direct that is, or if that's metaphorical, like literal. Yeah, yeah, we don't really quite know. Yeah, and and so it's it's that's mo- to me moderately interesting. So there's you know like. In theory, they could have even they could have even ended it with uh, they wouldn't have had to have Hayden in the back to tank to, to for that to be kind of like a, a big the big reveal, right? The guy we think is going to be our our um, the big bad is killed, yeah. and then we find out the 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 bad that the killed him. The baddest thing that's ever happened in movie history is coming back. Yeah. Yep. And so so I th- I thought that was cool. And then you know we do get the reveal of Hayden in the tank. Um, it's, you know, like, so that I thought was kind of an uh, interesting thing. So you, you gave a four for part one. What, where are you, where are you at for part two? Three. No way. Really? My expectations were down and I got a really straightforward thing that wasn't Star Wars gives so much more than just a straightforward story thing. This yeah. was just a straightforward episode of a TV show. I just. I guess I may, maybe I got lost in all of the fact that this was a drippy pipes, Gotham looking Star Wars world. And I but really am so close to that Rick and Morty and all the other stuff. I'm like, this isn't enough. This isn't different. Uh, see, We're I don't have the Rick and Morty baggage. Fight. I don't have that. I, I don't have Rick and Morty. All of it was just like, all right. I, um, part of me wanted to make it maybe like a five because of the very last shot. Yeah. The very last shot's the most exciting thing I saw out of all of the two episodes. But it's like, ah, there was a lot of beating around the bush to get to this. We didn't need to beat around this bush so much. Yeah. So I um so I mean, so I would negotiate it up to a four, but it's still oh, wow. Um yeah. But also this next episode, depending on how much they get into the Kenobi Vader stuff, could end up being an eight yeah. or three. So, I mean, I'm really, really, I'm still invested in what's happening in the future, but I'm also watching with my arms folded. Oh, so you're like the, you're at the, you're at plush and you're not, you're not up close. You're not, you're not dancing yet. You just got your arms I'm folded. I'm not dancing. I'm not plush. I'm not dancing. All right. Interesting. Now, uh, I'm holding Goose and Goose is Star Wars. Oh. We're in the water. <laughs> The sad music's playing. The piano music's playing. I can't believe you're gonna you're gonna say that the it's it's at goose a talk to me goose level. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it um, as well. Uh, maybe it's too straightforward, but um, but yeah, I I also like eight out of ten. Now I do like. Whoa. A, yeah. Uh, the one thing that was a little annoying to me is how quickly uh, Obi-Wan goes from being on top of the building to then jogging into frame to talk to Leia. Um, that was a real TV show, like TV show, TV show moment for yeah, me. Yeah, that was also, that was bad. Where it was, and so, 
Yeah, he was so, on the ground for like three seconds, and he got from the roof to like running yeah. upward, like jogging up, like and so so that um that got me a little bit. Um, so part of it is um so I, th- I think we maybe talked about this. I think we might have talked about this back when we were doing Mando episodes, but there was supposed to be this the Star Wars Underworld was what it was called, and there were there was you know plans for this Star Wars Underworld. Uh, yeah, series. I saw that the concept art is the same as the city. They it, took the yeah. gold concept art. Which it, much like Mandalorian has done a couple of times, they've taken some old concept art, brought yep. it to life. And I like that they're continuing to do that. Yeah. And so I guess like for me, I was really caught up in, in, you know, here's this city. It's all in Arabish writing, um, you know, like, uh, and, you know, like things that detract for me was like the, you know, Obi-Wan like jogging into the thing. Um, so much like the the kid chase in part one was too long. Um, Reva's like, parkour sequences far too long uh i mean i don't know if she was coming from across the city uh but that that was just for how little happened in the episode yeah like we don't i got 10 minutes of story for 40 minutes which is why this is like our shortest episode ever one of our only episodes is shorter than the episode yeah that's Um, true yeah well you know yeah i mean uh, yeah i still okay so i still enjoyed it though yeah yeah, I mean, that's great. I'm happy you're enjoying it. I can't wait to get to your levels of enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> but I also believe the show's going to get me to that level of enjoyment. It just yeah. hasn't yet. We're okay. starting me down. We're starting me slow. All right. So Andy, Start somewhere. Is this the way? It, it should be. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> Boom. <laughs>